0: Hello and welcome to PMI's Uncommon Sense podcast, tools to improve your work forever. I'm Susanna Clark, Managing Partner with PMI. Our Uncommon Sense podcast is a 15 minute conversation with our expert consultants. They talk a lot of common sense, although much of it is not common practice. And that's what this podcast is all about. We want you to be inspired to improve your business to learning more about the tools which can help you succeed and grow. Hello and welcome. Today I'm joined by Barry Byrne, Director Consultant with PMI. Thank you for joining me, Balis. You're welcome. Nice to see you again, Suze. Nice to see you too. We're going to talk about OEE today. So I think, first of all, what would be great would be if you could just explain what OEE stands for and what that means. Right. Overall Equipment Effectiveness, OEE. It is
1: a prime metric, a prime measure for organisations who have engaged or embarked on TPM programmes. The definition of TPM is many and varied. However, irrespective of its extent, scale, breadth, depth, it's still going to be doing the same thing. It's still a measure of the Overall Equipment Effectiveness of that system that is delivering value to the customer.
0: Am I right in saying as an equipment-based effectiveness tool, it's sitting predominantly in manufacturing?
1: Yeah, it's, it is sitting in manufacturing, and, and I've not experienced any application of it outside manufacturing as OEE. I have encountered it as an OPE, overall process effectiveness, but it's rarely seen and observed. I haven't seen OEE applied in a non-manufacturing, certainly to any extent where it was useful, although it is important that when we consider OEE, there are many non-manufacturing functions who have influence. While the metric may not necessarily apply to non-manufacturing, the influence of functions can be quite significant.
0: So, tell me about the measure.
1: Okay, OEE is essentially a summation of three aspects of the effectiveness of a process. And effectiveness, of course, is different from efficiency And that effectiveness is mainly how well we meet customer requirements. So it's the ultimate asset test. There are three components to it. Availability, productivity, and quality. A-P-G. And it's a function of all three. So we're looking at a composite. Now, OEE, as an overall overarching metric, is a summation of the activities typically within different strata, different strands of activity. So it could be within the maintenance function itself and their ability to deploy preventative maintenance programs as much as it can be our training function and their ability to deliver the right capability building in a process. As much as it could be our ability to source design commission new equipment when it first arrives in on site so it's an amalgam of all of the of how good or otherwise we we are at that optimal approach to delivering manufacturing excellence so whilst it's a relatively straightforward calculation in in that sense it is critical in order for us to identify at a high level how effective we are at delivering the customer requirements but also as importance is is our ability to use the data generated in order to identify abnormalities where the process isn't optimal, whilst we continually strive for excellence across everything that we do. In itself it's a measure it's a measure of the proportion of time an asset, a piece of equipment is producing quality product at the rate in which we require it. That is it in a single statement. That's what I would hang on to.
0: And as with many things, yeah. once you've got that measure, the big question is, so what do I do with that now, isn't it?
1: Yes, it is. And uh, we, you and I have spoken about loss and loss costs and loss modelling in the past. And, of course, it is having a, a really good understanding of how the work works and the metrics that best inform you about the health of the processes we have those metrics in place and we can see variance, we can see abnormality, we can detect something has gone wrong, uh, we can do something about it, either in the short term to get us back on track or in the longer term for our continuous improvement activities. So OEE, therefore, classically has what are called six big losses associated with them. In order for us to, I suppose enable those who are new to TPM and OEE to focus in on classically what would be the six big losses associated with operating a typical manufacturing environment. And those six sit neatly within the availability. How much time do I actually have available for the equipment? When I have that equipment for that time, how productive is it? And when it is productive, is it delivering quality product? Therefore, we're looking at that as a staged approach. So it's a great starting point. But for a holistic, systemic approach to improvement, clearly we would need to know more than just those six big losses. But it's a great place to start.
0: And if you were going to start with this, from your background and and how you've used this sort of approach previously, is this something that we're doing daily, weekly, monthly? So
1: the consultant's response would be it depends. And what I think certainly in my experience is recognizing that the responsibility for data generation is often with the operators of the process themselves. So my personal experience will be that I would be engaging, involving and working with the people who do the doing. And as a consequence of that, we typically would identify what do we need to know about how does this process work? What are the key things we need to know about this process? Because often we've got lots of clues. But we may have uh, customer complaints or customer claims that are directing our attention towards a specific part of the process. You know, the label is displaced. uh, The bottle top is not sealing properly. And so on. So it sort of gives you some elements, some clues. Some other sources of data that I use would be health and safety statistics. So typically, where do we experience musculoskeletal issues, you know, striking and so on, cuts? And uh, there are many, many sources, but actually, you know, you get quite astute at being able to identify typically of all of the things that we could know, what are the important things now that are going to shape our thinking, our theories, PDSA at play, and then begin a data collection process. As simple as possible. And often, you know, there'll be gated approaches. You know, how many times did this break down in the last hour? Hoarding information that is relevant and appropriate. So consequently, it could be the minute, hour, day, month, week, and so on and so forth. I would suggest that in manufacturing, my experience is the data turnover is high to very high. So we are looking at minute and hour, Mm. which therefore means... For me, and using a medical sort of cliche, having our finger on the pulse, if we're able to detect abnormality, it's an enabler for improvement. You know, problems give us the yes. opportunity for improvement, you know, as a consequence of that. So that's always my initial approach in practical terms. But I cannot overemphasise enough that because it's systemic in nature, the first thing that needs to be clear about is we're not measuring operator productivity here. This is about the entire system that exists in order to deliver the customer value. So therefore, senior exec support, and I don't mean support in that, you know, knock on my door if you need me. I mean tangible (laughs) advocacy of why we should be doing this. Because in terms of the metrics and the data generation, we associate this with lost cost. And as we've described before, if we have an indication of, The hours in which we are not productive, and we, I mean the business, it can be eye-watering. So whilst we might have assets available and the resource available for 168 hours, when we look at the output, we recognise that we've probably made use of 80, 90. We are lucky because we often see OEE numbers in the region of 30%, 35%. And, uh, you know, even that, that should really send alarm signals in terms of the the opportunity, and I, you know, I like to see the positivity here. The opportunity, all of that opportunity to go on. So it needs scenery, the scenery, Zach, advocacy. There's no question that's the case.
0: So if somebody is new to this and they think actually this could be really eye-opening, not only what really is going on, but also therefore, so sort of give me some clues on where to start. Your best suggestion is obviously assuming you've got the support and the advocacy, as you say, from the leaders start looking almost at some of those high level data that might be giving you some signals like you mentioned health and safety downtime just typically happening and then start to gather that
1: sure i'll give you an example sis and many many times one of the oft overlooked irritants within manufacturing systems is can be uh, often you know the need to reset and then restart and restart uh, and and so on and so forth, which which actually, can, cumulatively, can be significant. But, of course, they're often not seen because they're not recorded. Without overplaying this, I see, you know, circuit brokers being reset, I you know, software being rebooted. That's just how it is around here. So there's a lot of information that's there that's masking some underlying issue. And it always strikes me as being curious that when we consider sometimes some of our more social activities, for example, cleaning a car. You know, cleaning a car, to me, is a wonderful approach to maintenance and preventative maintenance. You know, we have conditioning monitoring in our cars. We know that we're on the tyres. We have uh, maintenance strategies that run to fail. I can't fix a ball because I can't get at it. Therefore, I let it run to fail. We do preventative maintenance, checking oil levels, and we obviously... A lot of the principles and approaches that are used within the TPM world, of which OEE is a subset of, naturally guide us towards there. It's just unfortunately that it tends to just become how it is here. We have to yeah, really. put up with multiple stoppages, at poor product quality, at rework, or perhaps delays because we, you know, the supplier hasn't delivered to us and so on. So, I suppose the biggest point I'm making here for those who are embarking on this. Is really to ensure that we see it as a systemic approach. It's everyone. And consequently, when our data collection process is sufficiently robust, it means that the losses incurred in terms of not being able to deliver to the customer as expected or to schedule, we can have a much more comprehensive improvement program around the process and the system rather than just in operations.
0: Brilliant. Thank you very much, Barry. That was really helpful. That really clarified that
1: for me. You're welcome, Sue. It's my
0: pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. You can find more episodes of our Uncommon Sense Tools to Improve Your Work Forever in our Knowledge Hub on our website or, of course, your favorite podcast platform. And do subscribe so you never miss an episode. Don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode where you'll find links to more content on this topic, which includes webinar recordings, toolbox guides, blogs, and infographics, and our training page. You can always drop us a line on team at pmi.co.uk and arrange a time to have a call to talk about how these tools can help you in your organization. We'd really love to hear from you.